What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter Carrie Rowan on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring Joy to Your Life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live. Hello and welcome. I'm Carrie Rowan, host of Look for the Good on Syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Listen online on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 Radio. To learn more and for a full schedule, go to dreamvision7radio.com and evolve with us as we unite humankind with universal love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Look for the Good. I'm so excited to be here today, and it's a gorgeous day here in Boston, Massachusetts. And I'm really excited to talk to you a little bit about our stories, as we always talk about our stories. And it's really based on my book, Tell a New Story, Five Simple Steps to Release Your Negative Stories and Bring More Joy to Your Life. And I cannot wait to introduce you to our special guest today. Um, but before we get started, I just want to kind of lay the framework. We're going to talk a little bit about those stories. You know the ones, our sadness, our worst stories, the stories that we never really want to share with other people. And I'm always telling my clients, that's where the juice is. That's where the beauty is. The beauty is in those stories that you think you can't share. The stories that you think are so bad because we have so much shame around those stories about what happened to us that we never want to share them. But the truth is, and I talk about this in my book, we all have stories like that. And the moment we can share them and the moment we can let them out into the light is the moment that that shame dissolves, right? It's the moment that it turns into something beautiful. And I like to call it polishing your pearls. And I talk about this concept in my book, you know, never mind lemons and lemonade. Let's talk about slimy oysters. When life throws that stuff at you, you got to get in there. You got to get in the muck and the mire and you got to start looking around and you got to dig around and find those pearls. But you can't find the pearls until you get in there. Right. You, You tell that story. You own that story. You embrace that story. And I, and I tell the story that I wouldn't have my first full-length album if I didn't embrace what I was going through, the tragedies that happened in my life, the things that happened that I wish didn't happen in my life. And we all have stories like that. And out of that came this beautiful music. It was unexpected, but that's where it came from. And so out of our sad stories, when we embrace them, that's where the mo- most beautiful art is created, right? Out of the saddest, out of our pain. That's where we create as creators because we're all creators. Um, And I just love that Leonard Cohen quote about there's a crack, there's a crack in everything, and that's how the light gets in. And that's what we're talking about today is how do we let that light get in and where does that light get in? Because sometimes it's really hard to see it in your own story. So we're hoping to reflect back to you today on some stories that we've all been through. And so that you can embrace your own stories. You can realize you're not the only one going through that. And you can find some healing, especially through music, which is really what my special guest brings today. 
which leads me to my introduction of Mary Gaucher. I'm so excited she's here today. And let me tell you a little bit about her. With songwriting as a powerful as hers, there's no need to go looking for qualifiers. She's a unique, intrinsically valuable musical voice, and there's never a surplus of those. Randy Lewis, Los Angeles Times. Her 11th album, the first record in over eight years consisting of all her own songs, Dark Enough to See the Stars, follows the profound antidote to trauma, rifles, and rosary beads. Her 2018 collaborative work with wounded Iraq war veterans. It garnered a Grammy nomination for Best Folk Album, as well as a nomination for Album of the Year by the Americana Music Association. Publication of her first book, The Illuminating Saved by a Song, The Art of Healing, Power of Songwriting. In 2021, it brought her more praise, and Brandi Carlisle said, Mary's songwriting speaks to the tender aspects of our humanness. We need her voice in times like these more than we ever have. The Associated Press called Gaucher one of the best songwriters of her generation. Mary's songs have been recorded by dozens of artists, including Jimmy Buffett, Dolly Parton, Boy George, Blake Shelton, Tim Graw, Bette Lavelle, um, and Mike Ferris, Kathy Matea, Bobby Bear, Amy Helm, and Candy Statton, and have appeared extensively in film and television, most recently on HBO TV's Yellowstone. I welcome you, Mary. Thank you so much for being on with us here today. <laughs> ah, it's great to have a conversation with you. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. So I was talking a little bit about those stories, you know, those those sad stories, the stories that kind of we don't really want to share with anybody. When we find that we can share them, they end up being our biggest turnaround story. And I'd love for you to share one of your stories that that was your turnaround story, the story that happened to you that made you decide that, hey, I need to share what's in my heart and I'm going to share it um, by the medium of songs. Well, that's a that's a that's a big one. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I teach songwriting a lot uh, and I work mostly with adults and I work with a lot of adults that uh, have had the call to song their whole life and they never fully honored it until after their families um, uh, their children were grown and, and, and they were reaching retirement age, uh, and, and they, and they still felt this urge to, to write. Uh, and as a teacher, what I try to guide people to, um, is what's important to them to write from a place of what really matters to you. And if you start poking around in there, you're going to find those stories. That's, that's where those stories are. And, and, and uh, one of the great, uh, 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 I think, uh, teachable things that, that I can bring to these writers is that it, the deeply personal is the universal. And I think that's probably what you're saying and what your show is about, that it, it is at our most deeply personal moments where we connect with everybody else. Uh, and this is what art is for, is to discuss the things that you wouldn't just go talk to the guy at the bar uh, about. Um, and so uh, we, we all carry uh, 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 things that are secrets in a way. Um, for me, um, the story that I didn't even know affected me. It was a secret that I carried from myself. Um, I didn't know. Uh, maybe it wasn't a secret. Maybe it was I just didn't know. But uh, I was adopted and spent the first year of my life in an orphanage. Uh, and I did not know, and no one told me, that that was by definition trauma. 
And so I had this black hole that I started out with and I had to do an incredible amount of work to get to articulating what it was that I was feeling and uh, what was inside me to start to get an understanding of that trauma because I didn't know I had trauma. No one knew I had trauma. The generation I came from, we didn't understand and my parents didn't understand. So, you know, I, I find that uh, understanding uh, uh, the, 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 deep, the deep traumas um, involves uh, exploring them. And uh, so I've used music and song and it just organically brings me back there and I've used it to articulate this and to sing it and to sing myself to the other side of it. You know, I think part of your thesis from what I could gather from your introduction is that somehow singing the blues makes you feel better. <laughs> I mean, this is why we have the blues. Singing the blues makes you happy. Why is that? Because you don't sing the blues alone. You're carrying something that other people can see and go, yeah, me too. I may not be an orphan, but I sure have felt like one. And uh, it connects me with others who experience a, a similar range of emotion. And uh, in that connection, something really, really powerful happens. It alchemizes some of the unspeakable pain. It's a transformative thing. Mm -hmm. uh, it's very, very powerful. In my book, I talk about it being magic to take the darkest, hardest stuff and through singing our way into it and through it, turning it into something beautiful that's useful to others, which then gives us purpose and frees us from the chains of that pain. It's liberating. Amen. I love that. that it said so beautifully. You don't sing the blues alone, right? And it's why so many people love the blues. And we need to get in touch with that. Just like you said, getting in touch with your own feelings and your own emotions and allowing yourself to have those instead of nowadays where people just want to shove everything back down or pretend it doesn't exist. And this is a beautiful way to get it up and out and you're making it into an art form, you know, which is the beauty of songs. Is the Yeah, I think it's a form of self-healing. I think it's a form of uh, 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 of of of, of uh, uh, therapy in a way, um, but what has to happen is not just the process of uh, expressing it, but we have to express it. I think in community with others, so we can get the glory of me too. We can mm -hmm. get the connection that comes from it. That's a big part of it. I learned that very very clearly working with wounded veterans. That writing, a, writing, writing it was half of the equation in the healing. The other half was exposing those songs and truths to listeners so that people can empathize. Yeah, absolutely. And it's in that validation, if you will, you know, and like you said, the me too, the, you know, because a lot of times as songwriting, you know, can feel like a lonely thing to do, even though it is cathartic. And then when you become part of that community, you realize, you know, as you're going through stuff, it does feel lonely at your saddest stories. And then you realize that, wow, wow, somebody else felt that same way. Wow, I had no idea they had that trauma or, you know, just sharing it with the collective. Like you said, songs are really a reflection because they're really just a story that you're telling. It's a reflection of my heart and a reflection of your heart. And so 
that is absolutely in the power and the power of sharing those songs. Right. And that's the power of open mics, I feel like, which is where I got started. And I think you said you got started. Yeah, that's too. where I got started, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a safe community, right? It's a community where you can go and share your songs and people can clap for you, but not just for you. They're also clapping because they get it. They're resonating with what you said. And that is what feels like, okay, this is really what I meant to do. I meant to to step into my own vulnerability because it is, it takes it very, it is a lot of vulnerability to write a song about what hurt you the most, right? It takes courage. I've, I've always said that songwriting is the domain of the brave. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's an art form that requires courage. Yeah. Amen. Yes. And vulnerability, right? It requires, I, I call it in my book, vulnerability. And because it does, you have to be brave. You have to have courage to stand up there with your instrument strapped across you <laughs> and you're pouring your heart and your feelings out. But the goal is because you want to remind people that they're not alone. You want people to share. You want to empathize with them. You want them to know that you understand their pain. And let's all heal from it together with this song, you know, because songs can heal. Yeah, I I, I think so. And I think that uh, the goal is also to articulate uh, uh, and, and bring into a tangible form, things that have been very difficult for the songwriter herself, himself, to make sense of. Mm-hmm. Songs are where we start to make sense of what's confusing to us. Mm-hmm. I think I that, that they're a, uh, a a way of of um, of shining the light in, in places that uh, can be really murky. And so uh, we do it for our listeners, but I think we do it for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's totally healing. There was nothing more cathartic than writing the, the songs and for myself, like you said, and then being able to share them with other people. And I love the work that you did and, and your book Saved by a Song is just it, it's a it's a beautiful um, compilation of just all that. Um, tell us a little bit about um, that project and the book that you wrote. Uh, yeah, I put out a book called Saved by a Song in 2021, and it's a memoir. And it's also a discussion of my understanding of the songwriting process. Uh, it's a bit of an educational uh, discussion. I, I take the, the voice of a teacher because I am one, but also uh, the voice of, a, of a, a person who is a bit of a explorer because I'm, I'm still learning always, always, always. Uh, so it's not authoritative in, in my teaching. It's more of a, wow, did you see that? Look what I see. It's an exploration. So I talk about music and song uh, as an art form and, and how I do it and what I think uh, it, can, it, can, it can do for a soul, for a songwriter, and for the world. Uh, and I go real deep into how I think that works and what some certain aspects of uh, music and song uh, contain. You know, writer's voice, um, editing, the process. I'm sorry about the hammering. There's somebody on my roof, and I don't know who it is. I, I live in a condo. Apparently, today is hammer on the roof day. Sorry about that. Could be a good um, song. <laughs> uh, you know, I, of all times for this to be happening, but uh, okay. Um, and uh, also, uh, I use it to talk about working with the wounded veterans and using music and song to help with the war trauma. And so, uh, I think it's a book about magic and healing. Uh, it's a story of recovery. I'm 32 years sober. Uh, it's a story of 
of, uh, of staying in recovery long term and, and an articulation of what can happen in your life if you do. I'm a great example of, of experience, strength and hope. Uh, I've managed to, I've managed to use both recovery and music and song to, uh, to work through some stuff that's very difficult. Uh, and find my way to the other side of an awful lot of it. That's really powerful. Congratulations, 32 years sober. That's really amazing. And I love that you're sharing that you found a way to sort of sing your way out of it, right? Sing your way to the other That's side. That's it. Sing your way to the other side. <laughs> I love that. Um, and because as stories are a reflection of what's going on, and stories help us make sense of life, which is exactly what you said, that songs do the same thing because songs being those three minute stories help us make sense of life, especially when things happen to us that are really feel out of our control, like a trauma situation. If you can help you make sense of that. And it's also articulating what can't ever be said, right? Is there something about singing the hardest stuff even though it's not easy, it makes it easier. I was always able to express myself emotionally about what happened in my life and these traumas that happened to me through music because I could sing about it, you know, and I could sing about it in a three minute story instead of really telling somebody the story, which I really didn't want to do. I didn't really want to talk about what happened. I wanted to sing about what happened. And I think there's a lot of power in that. I think so too. I think that, uh, that we, we can often sing what we cannot speak. And there's a lot of, of communication that happens in melody. It, it's the, the, the stacking of notes together in a certain way uh, is a form of communication. And we know it, we feel it, and it doesn't require language. It transcends language. Yeah. And it's a very important um, way of connecting with uh, each other. You know, melody is, is, is like holding hands with the, with a group of people, we, we're in the same experience when that melody is working on, on every level. We're all in that same place emotionally. Mm, it's so powerful. You know, and it's the, I also feel like one of the biggest healing factors of that, and I've heard you say that, you know, music can go deeper into those those cracks. So we talked about cracks earlier and heal them. Um, and it's a combination of all that, right? It's the melody, it's the lyric, it's if the harmony comes in, that's even another element that's a magical, angelical piece of that because it can get it deeply in. And I think also, you know, it's the vibration that music sends um, that's different than just a spoken word. Yeah, it's a, it's a language in and of itself. Uh, and, um, you know, there's been a lot of... Uh, a lot of discussion around what if uh, it's not light that's at the source of life, but if it's sound, and what if that sound is music? Mm-hmm. It's the last thing to go uh, when we're leaving this world. And, um, you know, even someone who is uh, severely uh, uh, ill with Alzheimer's and memory loss, uh, if you sing their favorite song, they know the words and they can sing along and it brings them back to a place of awakeness. Music is extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. And it's really, I want to venture to say, it's the first thing that develops as well, because that baby in the womb is hearing and listening. They know the mother's voice. I used to sing to my babies when they were in my belly. And that is powerful, right? It's the first thing that develops before they can see anything. They can hear us all around them. Yeah. Yeah, they feel the vibration. Mm-hmm. They totally feel the vibration, and it's a good vibration. <laughs> it's a good vibration, even if it's a sad song. See, that's the alchemy of it. Mm-hmm. The alchemy of, of it is that 
It doesn't have to be a, sad, a happy song to make us feel good. Yeah, absolutely. That's And that's the irony, right? People will say, oh, don't listen to that sad song. Well, sometimes we need to listen to that sad song because we need to get it up and out. Um, and that is the magic in the music, right? It allows us to feel what we might not even know is hiding out there in the crevices of our heart somewhere, a deep sadness that needs to be expressed. Yeah, people know what, what, what emotion uh, they need their songs to help them with. And we go to the songs that we need. Mm. It's like going to the grocery store, you know, we pick the foods if we're, if we're awake and conscious around our eating, we pick the foods that our body needs. And we emotionally pick the songs that our soul needs. And a lot of times sad songs are where we go because it helps us to alchemize the sadness. And I think part of the process is that we know we're not alone. At least one person, that's this person that's singing to us, understands how we feel. And the experience of not being alone helps us to, I think, really, ha it's a brain chemistry thing. It's yeah. oxytocin or whatever that chemical exactly. is called. <laughs> it's it's the brain chemistry around relating to someone. It's really the brain chemistry of love. It is. And we we experience it physically with the music. The music generates that. It's it it, it is a powerful thing. It's so powerful. And hold tight, everybody. We're going to just jump off for a quick second here. We'll be right back with Mary Gaucher. Don't go anywhere. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to DreamVision7Radio.com. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high-energy show with author and mindset coach Carrie Rowan to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Carrie uses powerful storytelling, easy-to-use tools, and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results. Join Carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired, empowered, and ready to find the good every day of your life. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation 
inspiration to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to carryrowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hello, and welcome back to Look for the Good. I'm here with Mary Gaucher, and we're having a conversation about songs and the power of songs and how they're healing and what we intrinsically know we need to hear to evoke those emotions in us and also the chemical reactions that we have to songs is a really powerful part of the elixir right um, of the magic of music and we were talking a little bit about that mary and i was going to say that sad songs say so much you know the the elton john quote and they really do it's in a lot of ways deeper than a happy song it it's like a hand reaching through through space to hold our hand you know there's a connection that happens that's really important uh when we need when we need to 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 know we're not alone i think we turn oftentimes not to happy songs but to the somber songs that remind us first of all that we're going to get through it because a person even if it's a sad song if they're in total despair they wouldn't be singing there is hope in the action of picking up the instrument and singing. And so uh, it brings us through. I mean, sad songs have always brought me through. And, and I don't listen exclusively to sad songs, but I listen to, to the song that suits my mood of the day. And it also can help change my mood, too, uh, and, and bring me to another place. Uh, you know, we all have the soundtrack of our day, you know, much less the soundtrack of our life. <laughs> you speak in my language, Mary. One of the things mm. I say is I teach people to make joy the, the new soundtrack of their life. Um, because there, I love what you said, too, about hope. There's, a, And that's what music brings. Even if it is a sad song, there's always hope in that song. You know, By virtue of singing. People without hope don't sing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. sing your way through is what is what it is. You 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 articulate what's 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 real and true inside you. You sing it. And it brings you to another place. It's transformative. I think it's alchemy. It is alchemy. That's beautiful. I love that. And I love the hand reaching through. That was a beautiful visual of a hand coming out to hold your own and letting us know we're not alone. And that's the universality of music, right? Is sharing that and then being able to pass that down and, and recording music makes it permanent. It's always there to carry on its own legacy to anybody who wants to pick it up and listen to it at any point in time. Yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 it 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 creates community that doesn't even know it's in community, but but you can feel it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
And so I love that you say that songs are spiritual medicine for the world gone wrong. And that's what we're talking about and how deeply they were healing. Tell us a little bit about what that experience was like working with those veterans who came back from Iraq and and really, you know, how that transformed them, the, the act of writing songs with you and allowing them to have a voice. Yeah, I did that work for 10 years through a nonprofit called Songwriting with Soldiers. And um, uh, for, 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 uh, for, for the better part of 10 years, uh, I went on retreats uh, and sat with uh, and, 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 and listened to the stories that, that our veterans were saying and telling us. And my job was to turn their story into their song. And so it's one uh, powerful experience, I can tell you that. Um, the, um, the, the job as the songwriter is to bear witness in non-judgment and in the spirit of, of love, uh, to, to ask good questions, to not interject oneself, but rather put oneself to the side and just be the songwriter. Uh, that is uh, trying to take the story that's being told and and turn it into a song. Um, so there's no real place for my story in these songs because I've never been to war. I've never been a soldier. I don't have experience around it. And the the beauty of the work is that we don't talk about beliefs or politics. We talk about experience and we talk about feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't extrapolate and then we should politically whatever. Well, that's just not part of the discussion for a lot of reasons, uh, primarily because when you're dealing with people who have a lot of trauma, it's the last thing they care about. They just want to not feel bad. And so I think the, the art form uh, is well suited, uh, to, to pair songwriters with veterans to get stories, uh, into song so that civilians can make sense of what's going on with so many of our veterans. And I think that it builds empathy and connection and understanding. And for the vets, it helps them to be seen and heard uh, without them having to try to explain an ineffable thing, which trauma is ineffable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, just by nature, what happened was so bad, there's no words for it. Uh, the, the language of trauma is a scream. There is no words, but music can get there. And when, when we get there, what happens uh, is it's a bridge to another person's understanding. Uh, you articulate it. We articulate it so so that um, so so that it's not experienced in silence and isolation. It connects that experience to other souls, so that hands can literally reach out uh, and pull people from the edge. And that's just a glorious and beautiful thing. And it was a privilege to work with our veterans for over a decade. Wow, that's incredible work. I didn't realize you did that for so long. Thank you for, for that work, because it's really for the whole community that you're doing it, right? And and for the soldiers to be able to have that voice. And, and you created a new community that they didn't have before, a safe place. That's the job, is to create a safe place, mm-hmm. a place of non-judgment, a place of an apolitical place of connection and resonance and listening. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what happens if you listen more than you talk. <laughs> it, right? It's true. And it's the irony of being a songwriter, I think, is we are always listening. We're not just always putting our songs. You have to be a very deep observer of human behavior, almost to a deep psychological level, because that's where the 
real juices, right? Is understanding the motivation behind somebody, understanding those deep feelings, right? And being able to articulate that um, and articulate emotion and, and being able to hand that to somebody else. Yeah, them. I think an awful lot of songwriting is listening. Yeah, exactly. It's a skill that is very much lacking, I think, in this world right now. Well, it's not valued. It's not valued. What what we tend to value is the bloviators, the people who never listen. That that rises to the top. The people who talk over everyone else's voice. But I'm drawn to people who can listen. We need people in our life who can listen, who will sit with us and let us speak. And you know, I think one of the one of the great wise things we can do uh, is to uh, uh, restrain ourselves from inter constantly interjecting uh, when someone else is speaking. I learned a lot about that working with the veterans. Really. That must have been really powerful, just being there, because the more you listened, the more they probably opened up with you. Yes, yes, yes. Communication happens in body language, not just just words. I can send out a yes vibe. I'm doing that with you right now. I'm I'm nodding, and I'm 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 sending signals that I hear you, uh, and that that uh, yes vibe is encouraging. And it's letting someone know that they're seen uh, and that they're not being judged. Uh, and so uh, through deep listening, uh, I think that uh, safety is created and it allows a person with you to be more vulnerable and it creates trust. Mm, trust. Mm -hmm. That's what we need more of too is trust. And, you know, I feel like, you know, you're, you're teaching them to trust you in this situation where they're able to be vulnerable and share some of the scary things that they saw and heard, which allows you to be able to be that trusting vehicle, but it also allows them to trust themselves more, wouldn't you say? Because in trusting you, they're able to trust themselves and you gave them that gift of the song and being able to share and seeing the response they got from everybody else, the people who that they were probably most scared about, you know, being vulnerable in front of, you know, their other soldiers, you allowed them to trust themselves on a deeper level by being able to express what they feared the most. Yes. And that's a really deep conversation. And I, I might correct it just a wee bit. It wasn't that I allowed them, the song allowed them. The song. Yes. I'm more of the songwriter is more of a midwife in this process. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the thing that we're bringing uh, into the world the articulation um we know it's a transformative uh, utterance so yes the 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 experience of trauma removes the ability for one to trust oneself because i couldn't prevent this horrible thing from happening mm -hmm. and i lose the sense that i have the power to stop anything from happening mm -hmm. and so i use the word a lot in discussing these things i use the word agency Mm. To regain agency is absolutely essential in healing trauma because you lose agency in a trauma uh, that, that is um, uh, that, that is on the Richter scale, a, a, a deep war trauma, a deep 
uh, for me, uh, abandonment, uh, trauma at birth. Um, the, 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 the profound traumas in life take away agency because we, we get the sensation that we can't trust ourselves because we couldn't stop it from happening. And through the articulation of it and putting it in the world, what starts to happen is instead of being the paper that's written on, we become the storyteller. There's a, a strength and a power that comes from holding the pen instead of being the paper that's written on. Storytellers have a lot of power and the huge, huge power that a storyteller possesses is a power to rewrite the ending. Mm. We're not vulnerable to happenstance. When we're the storyteller, we can rewrite the ending. That is powerful, absolutely. I love that Brene Brown quote about when we can own our own story, we can write a brave new ending. And I think Brene has her finger on this and, and is one of the great leaders in, in the discussion of trauma and shame and, and story. I think she understands intrinsically through her studying it, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the process of taking shame out of trauma. Because that's another thing, because we, we, we couldn't prevent it, we have shame. And the silence just festers the wound. So how do you articulate it? Well, it's hard because it's ineffable, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I naturally, personally migrated to music and song uh, and uh, just did it without knowing what I was doing. I was just trying not to drown. And uh, I didn't know that I was in a process of self-healing. I didn't know I was in a process of giving myself agency. I didn't know I was even in a healing process. I just knew that what I was doing felt like what I should be doing. And it was connecting me to other people that I wanted to be connected to. And I found them at the open mics. And I remain in the music community and people who do these articulations because I love my fellow artists and creatives. But I did it intrinsically. And then when I did it with Songwriting with Soldiers and the Veterans, I did it consciously. That's I knew what we were doing and I knew what they had the power to do. Mm -hmm you had learned what, how it helped you. And that's how we learn best, right? Is through that personal experience of how it helped you to get to the other side. Yes, yes, I knew it was a lifeboat, but I couldn't say, hey, look, come get in the lifeboat. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. What we had to do and what they still do is just write the songs and let the songs do the explaining. Mm -hmm. You don't wanna build up people's expectations around it, nor do you wanna to try to explain something that really you can't explain. You've gotta experience it, so uh, especially when you're the one who's, who's in the hot seat trying to write a story that you can't even tell your wife, yeah. you know, your, your husband, you're, you're, you're at a loss for words, yeah. but the music comes in and starts to act like a magnet that pulls mm -hmm. things forth. And the music is a co-writer in the articulation. The music is an articulation in and of itself, like we spoke of in the last segment. And it helps to finish the thought without having to use words. Yeah, that is so powerful. And that's the beauty of music. We're, hold tight, everybody. We're going to just jump off real quick for a message from our sponsor. We'll be right back with Mary Gaucher. Are you searching for a way to help create global change? Dream Vision 7 Radio Network's vision is to have an eclectic group of radio hosts dedicated to educating, enlightening, and helping humankind with positive messages and tools that enhance lives using different modalities and programs. 
If you would like to join our team and help illuminate the universe, call Deborah at 508-226-1723 or Deborah at dreamvision7radio.com. Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best-selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self-help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how-to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life, then get yourself a copy of Carrie's highly acclaimed book today. Go to CarrieRowan.com slash book to get your copy now. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N. Are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success? Build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you've been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you. Come and explore Human Design for Business with Nancy. Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to carryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Look for the Good. And we're here with Mary Gaucher. We are having an incredible conversation about songs and the power of songs and our stories within the songs. And we're talking a little bit about trauma and the shame that hides behind trauma and how really the songs are a lifeboat, right? And Mary was explaining to us about her work for the last 10 years with the soldiers. And it's truly remarkable that music, how it can really open us up in a way that we didn't even realize was possible. And it can allow those shame stories, right? Because as Brene Brown says, once those shame stories get into the light, they're not shame anymore because shame needs secrecy and silence in order to be to be there. So you found a way to bring their stories into the light, Mary. Yeah. And it's not 
all at once. It, it's, it's like eating an elephant, you know, one bite at a time, one <laughs> bite at a time. You couldn't possibly do it all at once. You would double over, but and you couldn't. You couldn't anyway. But I, I, because it's too much. But I think uh, story by story, song by song, utterance by utterance, uh, you start chipping away at that darkness and the lightness. The light starts to seep in. And what is the light? Well, the the light is is love. You know, one of the lies of shame is that I'm not lovable. And that there's something so intrinsically wrong with me that I can't be loved. And that is such a sad, sad thing to believe. Uh, but that's where trauma can leave us. Uh, and that's why what you're doing is so important with your show and, and, and what uh, the arts have always been about, which is to chip away at that lie, that, 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 that sense of, uh, of, uh, of not being of value. Um, and being unlovable. Um, and so the arts are where we do this work, I think. We tell our secrets, we show uh, uh, our, 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 our woundedness, maybe, our, our brokenness. And in that sacred and courageous act, we start to heal. Mm-hmm. You don't just do it and then, and then lick your wounds forever. It, it is transformative. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and it helps others in the process. Uh, and then it becomes purposeful. Mm. And not all the arts are about this, you know, there's strict, pure, just entertainment, and that's cool too. But I love to have this conversation because it's not a conversation that everyone's ever heard before. But this is something else the arts can do, and I think it's one of the great uh, foundations of why the arts really matter and why they should be funded in schools. They save lives. Absolutely which is why for many years I went to different schools before the pandemic and worked with kids because that's where it all starts. You bring them the joy of music. You teach them the joy of music at that young age, you know, preschool, kindergarten, and it carries with them as a tool for the rest of their lives. I think so. I think, I think that it, it is, it is um, uh, something that uh, uh, young people resonate with and, and, it, and, it, and it can be a lifeline you throw a young person who's in a, in a real tough situation with a family. You know, for me, I held on to music class like you wouldn't believe because it was the one place where I felt alive when I was a kid. You know, I had a, I had a pretty tough go of it as a kid. But music class, wow, that was where we got to sing and, and it felt, it felt uh, life-giving. It was life. It is. It's life-giving. Mm-hmm. It is life giving, and I love that. And, and you're, and there's messages within the music. You know, you can always have a message for the children because you you want to teach a kid anything, sing them, sing it to them. You want to teach a kid how to tie their shoes, create a song about tying shoes or brushing their teeth. Kids are the sponges, right? They're taking it all in, even when they do hit adolescence and teenage. They still rely deeply on music to get their direction in life. So it is a super powerful thing in that from that respect, and I love that. I love that thought that it's saving, you know, not only people in our generation, but all the younger generations and the generations to come because it is its own, you know, it has its own life, a life of its own, if you will. I think so. And, you know, if you look at it uh, sort of uh, big picture and take a step way back, the music business as a business is only about 80 years old. So prior to the monetization of this, 
I think the, 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 the people who came before the music business knew this, that you, you sing someone back home when they're on the edge. You, you know, nowadays we think of it as a way of making money. But prior to the monetization of it, people knew that the purpose of it was to connect. And it was to help people to know that they're not alone. Um, it was the most powerful force of, of hope in the civil rights movement. People sang as they marched because marching is scary and marching is hard and you could get killed and, and people would sing because it gave them strength and they knew that, that singing would invigorate in a way that only music could do and bring hope. Um, uh, so, you know, to, to discuss it without looking uh, back into history would be to miss an important point, which is that I think the ancient peoples knew things about it that we're just starting to uncover again because we've gotten uh, buried by the lie that music is about money. Yeah. I mean, music is not about money. <laughs> music is about spirit. Yeah. You know, it can be about money. But it, it's not fundamentally about money any more than sunlight is about money. Yeah. We need music the way we need sunlight, most of us. I love that. It's powerful. And, you know, using music, even for people who don't write, even for people who are listening who are not writers, they're not songwriters. They're listening because they want hope. They're listening because they want to learn how to look for the good. And, and that's what you're sharing with them. And you know, what's something that they can do? I mean, the sheer fact of being involved in music in any way, shape or form, even sitting in the audience is a very powerful act. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Well, well it, it, it is a reciprocity. You know, we, 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 we connect songwriter to, to, to listener. And there's an energy that goes back and forth. Um, I think there's a difference between... Uh, and I think this is a big discussion too, between let's say virtuosity and songwriting. A virtuosos, if I were to be honest, I think are there to be applauded in a way. Mm -hmm. Songwriters are there to connect. And yeah. There's a different motive, a different intention. Mm -hmm. big that isn't to take away from virtuosity. Virtuosity mm -hmm. is impressive. And it is uh, uh, awesome, you know. It's it's it, it 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 is in and of itself worthy of applause. That's different than songwriting. Agreed. And it's the sharing. You don't write a song not to share it, right? But the hardest yeah. part is getting up to share it. You write it because you want to share it with people. Um, you it's the connection. Yeah, it's it's it's, connection. it's 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 literally the saying i'm not better than you i am you here look at us yeah yeah look at me with all my flaws and i'll and i'm just a reflection of you which we said in the fir very first segment at the top of the show we go from a bunch of eyes to a we yeah that's beautiful and that can happen in music without words through virtuosity too mm -hmm. but it's a different experience mm -hmm. absolutely it's a different experience and it, you know i haven't thought it through all the way but i think that the songwriter is alchemizing something yeah. and i think that 
The virtuoso is also connecting in, in a we way when it's transcendent, but I'm not sure anything gets alchemized. Mm. Yeah, and it's interesting because I, I also feel like, and this is a deeper conversation, um, that a lot of, you know, a songwriter is more open universally to receiving what it is that the message needs to be. Um, and and in, in the form of a download, and we've all had that, you know, when I feel that you feel that feeling when the song just comes to you, it's a message because it's for the greater good of everybody. And maybe it's not your message or every message can be interpreted as your message, really. Um, but that there's a power in that, that, that songwriters are, are blessed with. I think so too. I think it, it, it is, it is 50% listening and, um, virtuosity is 90% rehearsal, you know? Um, and, and I honestly, uh, feel like songs when they're really working, come through us more than from us. So where are they coming from? That's the great mystery. And I think that all roads lead to Rome. I think that that's the experience too. When you watch a, a, a unbelievably gifted musician or singer, it points to that same source. We're just getting there on a different highway. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's so powerful. Um, and I'd love to talk real quick before we go about your new album. I, it, it just, it sounds amazing. And I love the title of it. Dark mm. enough to see the stars. Um, and you're also coming to Boston for all my local listeners. Um, Mary Boucher is going to be playing in Boston. So tell us just a little bit about this album um and how why it's special to you yeah this last record uh, uh is a collection of songs uh around love and around grief and uh, i write about both because that's what i'm dealing with in my life um i have uh, a, a very beautiful relationship with a with a human being that i adore and i have uh, a long track record of failure in that department and i finally <laughs> have found my way into something that really works and the joy of that to have that happen later in life for the first time really is extraordinary and worthy of singing about uh and i do but also the the pandemic and also at probably my age uh there's been a lot of loss a lot of grief uh, a lot of dear friends that have crossed over and, and also people who i was friends with that were famous like john prine and nancy griffith uh, David Olney, songwriters whose work taught me how to be a songwriter, all have died in this short period of time. And uh, I'm very sad about that. And uh, uh, I uh, wanted to write about it. There's a sense with the title, Dark Enough to See the Stars, uh, that uh, there's lessons in grief and loss as well. And I think one of them is that in the darkness is when we're able to see what matters. Uh, darkness as a metaphor, you know, um, what Dr. King meant when he coined this phrase, and it was from him that I got it, is that when the, in the darkness of night, you can see the stars, but we all understand that's a metaphor. There's a theater of the mind, and he was such a master engager of the theater of the mind, uh, and the theater of the mind through metaphor makes sense of very hard things to understand. And one of those things is that when you start to lose people, you start to realize how important people are to you. And you can decide to let them know that. Mm -hmm. You can show your love. Showing your love takes courage. 
mm-hmm. showing your love, saying I love you, doing loving things while people are still alive. Um, right. When it's dark enough, you start to see the stars. And I think that's what Dr. King was getting at. I think that's really what this record is about. That is absolutely beautiful, Mary. I love that. I, I want to end on that note because it's so beautiful. Um, and I know you're coming here to Boston to Club Passim, an amazing place um, in early June. And so anybody who is interested in seeing Mary, I know I'll be there. You're also playing in Northampton. So on the 10th of June. So um, jump on our website at marygoshay.com. And um, you can find everything there. You can find a bunch of really incredible information and let me spell that for you it's mary like mary would be spelled m-a-r-y gauthier g-a-u-t-h-i-e-r.com um and go there have a listen and mary this has been so enlightening i know people have gotten such inspiration from you thank you so much for joining me here today oh what a great conversation i think we could talk for a really long time (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much everybody be well and remember it's never too late to live your best story. Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best-selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.